This is Lee Perez with the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. The Rio Grande Valley Partnership is the Valley's regional chamber of commerce. Recently, the group held a breakfast event at the Mission Event Center. The event was titled 87th Legislative Session Wrap-Up, Impact on the Business Community. There were four speakers, Terry Canales, State Representative from Edinburgh and Chairman of the House Committee on Transportation, Veronica Gonzalez, Vice President of UT Rio Grande Valley, Glenn Hammer, President and CEO of the Texas Association of Business, and Lee Parsley, General Counsel of Texas for Lawsuit Refer. The MC was Sergio Canteras, President of the Rio Grande Valley Partnership. This podcast features the remarks from the podium of Lee Parsley. Good morning, everyone. Uh, thank you, Sergio. Uh, thank you, RGB Partnership, for having us down. Uh, I appreciate the ability and the time you've given us, and I'll try to get you out of here on time. I want to talk about four topics. As, as Sergio said, my group does lawsuit reform. We're, we're trying to uh, help ensure that the court system in Texas is a fair one. That is, the people who are legitimately injured have access to the courts, and the cases that shouldn't be in court aren't in court because they're expensive for all of us. So let, I want to talk about four different topics on, in that regard. Uh, Chairman Canales has already had to leave, but I'm going to give him a little pat on the back with the first of these. As Sergio was talking about, there's a fair amount of litigation against construction companies, architects, and engineers. Uh, and a lot of it in the Valley and in other parts of Texas is uh, lawyers go to see a school board in many instances. Sometimes it's the county commissioners, but often it's a school board. And the lawyer will make a presentation along these lines. Let us go look at the school that was built eight or nine years ago. If we find any problems with the construction, our experts will look at it. If we find any problems, we'll identify those. We'll file a lawsuit on behalf of the school district against the construction company, the architects and the engineers. And whatever we recover, the school district gets uh, either 60 or maybe 67% of the money. The lawyer gets the other 40 or 33% of the money. And it costs the school district nothing to pursue that litigation. The lawyers pay all the costs up front. They pay for the architects and engineers that they hire as their experts. And it's pretty tempting for school districts and sometimes county commissioners to say, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good plan. And it, it, if there are problems with the school, we all want the school district to be able to litigate those. But these experts that the plaintiff's lawyers bring to the table often are, you know, hired guns. They are hired to find problems. So if there's a water stain up in the corner of the wall, well, they declare that automatically a construction defect. And so now we've got a water stain and we've got to tear out the entire wall and replace the wall. And the Lord knows there's probably mold throughout the building and so we've got to tear out the walls in the whole building to fix them because of you know, this water stain. It's, they, they magnify everything tremendously, file lawsuits that allege you know, millions and millions of dollars of, of damages. And then every subcontractor is brought into the lawsuit. You put up a flagpole, you have nothing to do with the water stain on the wall, but you're still subject to the lawsuit. And it becomes massive litigation. Well, in 2019, we tried to do something about that. As Sergio said, we, we said, number one, the construction firms, the architects and the engineers need a right to cure. They need to know about the problem and have a chance to go fix it. So just tell them, there's a stain up here, will you fix it? And if it's their fault, they're supposed to come fix it, and if they don't, then they're subject to the lawsuit. But give them a chance to cure. The other thing we did was to say that the school boards, uh, the legislature passed the law saying the school boards, the county commissioners, have to hire these lawyers in a public setting. They have to tell the public 
we're going to hire the lawyer, we're going to give a third of the money or 40% of the money to the lawyer, and here's why we can't do the litigation ourselves. Here's why we have to give away money to get somebody else to do this litigation. And the idea behind that is just transparency, obviously, but the law firms um, have to come make their case, and at the same time, the construction firm can come make its case to the school board and say, hey, you don't need to sue me, you just need to ask me to fix the problem. So just the ability to do the, this transaction in public, we were, we were hoping would help. And we worked on it, I want to shout out to Becky Walker, who's with the Texas Society of Architects, who worked with us on both of these bills in 2019. Our, our, the bill that we did about you know, transparency had a hole in it, apparently. Uh, we didn't think it did. But the lawyers convinced the school districts in the Valley that they could just amend existing contracts to add a new junior high to sue about, or a new high school to sue about, and they didn't have to go through the transparency process if they just amended an existing contract. Terry Canales called Mary in our office and said, Mary, this is going on in the Valley, and it's not right, and they're doing around the law, and we need to fix it. He wrote a letter to the Texas Attorney General to ask the Attorney General to interpret the law. Can you just amend the contract and go around what the legislature wanted to do? And then he filed a bill and to, to try to fix the problem by amending the law, saying you can't just go around it this way. And he won twice. The Attorney General wrote back eventually and said, no, you can't just amend the contract to go around the law. And then Terry Canales' bill passed, and it amended the statute to say you can't just go around the law. You have to do the transparency process when you contract with contingent fee lawyers in these circumstances. It's, a, it's just good policy. Let the architects, engineers, and construction firms try to fix their problem. Do your contracting with the lawyers where the public knows what you're doing because it affects your public education system. Right now in the Valley, you're having difficulty getting construction companies to build schools in many places in the Valley because it's become so litigious, they just won't build the school. And if they will build the school, they charge you a huge premium because they know they're going to get sued nine years from now. So they just build in the cost of the lawsuit into the new elementary school. That's, it's just wasted money for you all when this litigation environment exists. And it cuts down on the amount of your ability to meet a growing population's needs for education. If you can't build elementary schools and you can't build junior high schools because the construction companies won't come work here. So, good work by Terry Canales. We worked last session on, you all have talked some about the importance of trucking. Uh, you know, you can drive down the, any interstate here in town and see a dozen or a hundred billboards advertising lawsuits against trucking companies. Now, trucks are big, they're dangerous, and people get injured badly and sometimes killed in trucking accidents and they need access to the courthouse. Unquestionably, they do. The problem is there are dozens upon dozens of lawsuits filed. I mean, every day there are lawsuits being filed here and throughout Texas when the, it was a fender bender. And yet, there's a lawsuit filed that claims $200,000 worth of back injury. It happens every day from fender benders. It happens, trucking companies are so subject to lawsuits right now in Texas, and they're across the nation, frankly, that they, they can't even, won't be, even be at fault. Somebody runs into the truck and sues the trucking company and says, I've got a back injury. It, it, the system is totally out of control. The legislature passed a bill, House Bill 19, that we worked on last session, to try to rein in some of that. So it's, again, a lot of it's just transparency. If, you, if your doctor uh, charges $100,000 for your back surgery, but he charges the next person who walks into his office only $10,000 when that person was covered by insurance, a jury ought to get to hear that. He ought to get to hear that the doctor's bills are inflated. Just give the jury the facts. 
So it's got a number of things in it like that. Oftentimes, courts in Texas and trucking cases wouldn't even let the defendant put into evidence a photograph of the fender bender. So there'd be a photograph of the car and it'd have a scratch on the back bumper. The judge would say, you can't put that into evidence. It's prejudicial against the plaintiff. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be prejudicial. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, that's, so they wouldn't let it into evidence throughout Texas. So the new bill just says, photographs, videotape of the accident scene comes into evidence. You just, the jury just gets to see it. So I hope, we're hopeful that TLR, that those are gonna make some differences as time goes along on uh, the litigation environment for trucks. And I just want to check my time here. Uh, COVID liability, the legislature passed a bill with TLR support and the support of the general business community. Uh, and, and I do, I don't want to leave Glenn Hammer out. Everything I've told you so far today, Glenn's organization was helping us with in the last legislative session. And TAB's a great partner to us and a great representative of the business community. Uh, COVID liability, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was unpredictable uh, how COVID was going to develop. And businesses, when they, we were trying to begin to reopen, the businesses in Texas were all concerned that if we reopen and my employee get, catches COVID from a customer, does my employee sue me over that? Does the customer sue me if my employee gave, you know, if, if somebody gets COVID, are we going to end up in a lawsuit for it? So Texas passed a very strong bill that basically says if you're trying to follow government mandates in the way you operate your business, you, you won't have liability unless you were grossly negligent in failing to follow government mandates. So you just try to do what the government tells you to do and you've got liability protection. If you just say, well, government, I'm paying no attention to you, I'm doing it, doing it my own way, you don't have liability protection. It's a pretty common sense way to try to do it. It encourages compliance with government mandates and government some of the mandates are not, not mandates, some of them are suggestions or standards or whatever, but if you're following what the government is saying are best practices about dealing with COVID, then you can't get sued by your employees or your customers if they happen to get COVID in your facility. Uh, a good bill, I think, and something that many states have done, frankly, along with Texas. And then the last thing uh, I do want to talk about is the concept of mandates. The, uh, as you all know, the, the Biden administration has, uh, has mandated COVID vaccination for many people. You know, if you've got a workforce over whatever, 100, I think, if you're hospital system, I mean, you, you, you're mandated COVID vaccination. Well, the, the Texas legislature in its third special session considered a bill that said the opposite. You cannot mandate, uh, you, you cannot make your employees get a COVID vaccination. You can't do it. So Texas employers are going to have the federal government saying you must compel your employees to get vaccinated. And the state of Texas wouldn't assume say, you can't compel your employees to be vaccinated. And if you do compel them to, they can sue you. So we, along with the Texas Association of Business and frankly, the entire business community in Texas went to the legislature and said, you can't do this to us. Whether you believe the federal mandates are appropriate or not, you can't put us in the catch 22 where we're either breaking federal law or breaking state law. And if we break state law, we get sued. You just can't do that to us. And it was kind of a battle at the end of the third legislative session, but ultimately the legislature did not pass the, the bill, the anti-mandate bill. So many of you may still be subject to the federal mandate and you may hate it and you're entitled to hate it. But the only thing that could have been worse than that would be having the opposite where you're in a catch-22 and you just simply can't win you know, the way you run your business. So if the federal mandate is a bad one, there's a lot of litigation going on about it, and it's 
It may eventually be struck down, I don't know, but again, at least you're not in the catch-22. So those four things, uh, that's what I want to report to you on. Uh, we at TLR uh, enjoy our relationship with the RGV partnership. Uh, we enjoy the trips to the valley that we make, and we do it about every other year. We come down and see our state senators and state representatives, Mary and I do. Uh, we, we love it down here. We want to help you succeed. Uh, again, we believe in a fair litigation environment. It's important to businesses. It's important to plaintiffs who are hurt. Uh, it, and so that's what we work toward every day. And uh, if you all need us, if you all are having problems, uh, we want to continue to hear about it. And we do. Sergio is very good about representing you uh, and calling TLR when something's going on. And so we're, we're, we're there to help when we can. Uh, again, I appreciate it. And uh, it's good to see Veronica Gonzalez again. I used to testify in a committee that she sat on. And sometimes she, she, she was pretty tough. She, <laughs> but she didn't know. But yeah, she could be pretty tough. She's a, she's a great uh, uh, representative, was a great representative for you all. It's great to see you again. Uh, thanks, and I'll be happy. I'll be around for a little while. I'm happy to answer questions. Sergio? This is one of a two-part podcast series on the RGV Partnerships Breakfast event. This is Lee Perez with the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.